Hello, I'm Brock. And I'm Betsy. And this is Mountain Home Stories, your community podcast. Where we talk to the people and local businesses that make Mountain Home, Mountain Home. Let's go. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Mountain Home Stories podcast. I am Brock Cherry, Community Development Director for the City of Mountain Home with my fearless co-host, Betsy Hiddleston. How are we doing today, Bets? We are good. We're happy. It is a Friday. Friday, Friday. That means the weekend is here. So I don't know about you, but I'm pretty excited to sleep in tomorrow. <laughs> Friday. Tomorrow is Saturday. Don't have to wake up early. I don't have to help kids get to school, make lunches. Right. And get ready for this colder weather that's coming our way. Maybe blow, blow out the sprinklers and fun adult things. Yes. <laughs> um, but luckily today we get a we get to speak about some fun adult things. Yes. Um, we're going to take the podcast to new heights. We're going to reach for the sky. Um, and we will be speaking to our airport manager, Tom Hope. Tom, how's it going? Great. Nice to be here. Thank you. No, thank you for being here, Tom. Um, we're really excited to speak about um, the airport, what it is, the role it plays in our community. But more importantly, we're also excited to get to know you. So as we get to know you, there's one question we like asking all of our guests. And it's, to you, what is one mountain home gem? What is one of those things that when you think about mountain home, or when you think about if I've been a resident in Mountain Home for a long time, I know that this is a gem. Well, most people out there probably would believe that I would say the airport. Right? <laughs> that would come uh, foremost on, on anybody's mind. But actually, no. I think um, there's more to Mountain Home than just the airport. It's a multitude of things. And I would say Carl Miller Park. Oh. And the reason why I say that is when you get here, when you become a resident of the town, of the community, you know, there's those activities that happen there. So mm -hmm. you're really not a part of the Mountain Home Township unless mm -hmm. you've been part of those committee, uh, community activities and have done something there or participated or gone to visit. Can I ask if you have a favorite activity that happens at Carl Miller? Uh, there's a couple. You know, uh, Air Force Appreciation Day is always cool. Uh, the car shows that are mm -hmm. done there, the car events, being a motorhead is always fun. <laughs> uh, and then just, you know, recently there's some new events that have happened, in, and not just specifically in Carl Miller, but just in downtown, you know, the mm -hmm. Beer Fest and stuff like that. Um, so it's just the activities that happen in town. That's awesome. Yeah, we definitely have a multitude of community events, uh, year-round, something for everyone, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what's really unique about the town of Mountain Home. You know, it's not just about one typical thing. It's, a, like you said, a various activities that are always happening throughout the year. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's exciting. You know, I was talking to Richie Keaty the other day, and they're planning already on doing the Christmas lights. And yeah. it's really cool to see that, you know, when you're driving through the town at night. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's like yeah, going back in town and leave it to the beaver um, when I was a kid looking at shows. And that's what, you know, when I think in my my mind of what a nice community should be like, that, that's what you see here in Mountain Home. Yeah. So, Tom, speaking about you being a kid, where were you a kid? Oh, yeah, that's pretty bizarre. Um, <laughs> Just left field question. Though. Yeah, that's pretty much out there. Um, nah, so I grew up basically in the East Coast area, Baltimore, Maryland area. I was actually born in Germany. Um, my parents immigrated here, and my dad did 26 years active duty Army. So we traveled all over as a kid um, and as an adult. Um, but um, 
I mean, that's kind of where I grew up. That's what I call mm-hmm. home is Maryland. Maryland. Awesome. So you grew up in Maryland, and then you got to Mountain Home how? Well, what was kind of your uh, trajectory? So, so Mountain Homes, uh, my parents, my sister was... Um, I believe the base housing director at the time. She okay. she retired from the federal government. My parents would come in to visit um, and just talked about how beautiful Mountain Home was. So they moved out here, and then later in life, uh, I came out here. Um, I've been in the aerospace industry, so you know where I lived wasn't that. Um, I didn't work out of my house at the time or anything like that. So I always traveled for mm-hmm. companies. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of what I I did, and uh, with different programs and you know, could live anywhere. And I came out here to visit, actually dropping my son off uh, for summer to be with the grandparents mm-hmm. and my sister and uh, just fell in love with the place. Wow. So just naturally came here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, you know. <laughs> Most um, of the time it's like military. I was born here. It's always cool to hear someone that just came for vacation or visiting and then fell in love. Yeah, you you hear that even with the military folks. They come here, you know, they're stationed here when they're younger and then they get to travel and they I think they look back and then they retire here. And mm-hmm. it's, it's always pretty interesting to hear that because, you know, a lot of the younger folks, when when you look at Mountain Home, they say desert and, yeah. you know, things. But it's there's so many different things to do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the flying part of it I love. You know, you can fly here 300 days out of the year, I would say. Oh, wow. um, so it's really, you know, a great opportunity. Uh, the outdoors is awesome, you know, from Anderson to CJ Strike, if you like fishing, hunting. And then, you know, Boise is not that far away. Mm-hmm. So it's easy commute back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're kind of, uh, I guess, like the hub of recreation. Whether it's Boise, mountains, lakes, whatever you want to get to, we're kind of a good base camp. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're, you say that you've been in the aerospace industry for a while. Mm-hmm. Could you elaborate on kind of your profession? Um, you know, so I'm a commercial pilot, you know, instructor pilot and such, and um, I'm also what's called an A&P and an IA, so I can do the mechanics inspections on airplanes. Um, I was a project manager for different um, aerospace companies, uh, military and civilian. I worked the 777, the 47, the 737, the Poseidon, uh, including even a little bit of the new tanker real quick. Um, and then I even worked with UAVs, the military versions, the bigger projects. So was um, essentially working on planes, being involved in that realm, was that something that you've always wanted to do to start at a young age? Absolutely. Uh, you know, being in the, my, my dad being in the military, we traveled a lot. Um, so I was always fascinated with airplanes. And, um, you know, back in the day, uh, I, I remember this day specifically, we were um, flying from um, New York to Germany. He was getting stationed there. And um, we were looking out the window in JFK, and there was a 747 that we were taking to go to Germany at the time. And uh, I was talking to my dad about it. I'm probably eight years old or something like that, not realizing the captain was standing behind me. And he kind of liked what I was talking about. And so he took me, and back in those days, they could walk you around, and we did the whole pre-flight together. And then for eight hours of the flight, I was in the cockpit with the pilots, as a kid and so it was pretty cool you know and it just stuck with me that's awesome yeah so you're in mountain home um obviously we left a great impression because you chose to move here you 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 chose to be here so before becoming airport manager what were kind of the things that you were involved in before you transitioned to this role for the city of mountain home or just in general 
just in general? Uh, general there, you know, I was a uh, production manager um, for different places and also different aerospace companies, doing it remotely from not here, from not in Mountain Home. This is the first time I've worked in Mountain Home. So it's a little different too. It's a learning curve for me also. Um, I've been involved with airports for a long time and obviously flying for a long time, flight schools. Um, but most of my work has always been away. I've spent nine months in India, you know, oh, wow. traveling with the various aerospace companies and bringing different uh, military packages into their countries and such. So, um, so yeah, this is kind of different. I'm not having to commute. Mm-hmm. Not having to, right. whether it's by airplane or by car, long distances. Um, so I look forward to that. You know, it's nice coming home every day. So that's cool. Yeah. A nice little short drive home instead of a yeah. long drive or a short plane ride. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I'm still flying quite a bit. You know, I'm picking up, uh, delivering airplanes, doing transition uh, training, pre-buys for people all out of state. Um, wow majority of the people there's you know some here that we're training with or you know showing them different airplanes so that i try to educate people try to give back to the aviation community um setting people up for success that's awesome that's fun yeah so you said educate so um, citizens can go to you for private lessons and get their pilot's license yeah absolutely they can do that you know i've done uh, orientation flights birthday flights um you know um there's been people sitting at the picnic table there, and they have a, a child. I'll let them come up to the airplane, uh, giving out a couple of birthday rides on some families. Um, not saying that, you know, the, the fuel's not cheap and such, so <laughs> everything's got to be done, you know, in admiration there. But, uh, you know, we having kids come over, check it out, it's fun. Uh, you know, we had a um, King Stallion come into Mountain Home, uh, spent the night there, and, you know, People were able to go back and check that out. It's the new Marine. It's the uh, largest uh, United States helicopter right now. Oh. It has the most lifting capacity. It's their brand new model. Um, I think there's only 18 of them currently made. Uh, but wow. it was actually here doing training from North Carolina. And so it, they ROed in overnight in Mountain Home. And so it was a great opportunity for you know people that wanted to come over and check it out. They were really awesome about it. Um, so that was fun. That's awesome. That's really cool. I love it. So, you know, if I'm a typical resident of Mountain Home, and the only thing I know about the airport is it's what I drive past every now and then, what are some of the things that I should know about our about our airport? Well, the airport's pretty huge in a lot of different aspects. You know, for one, um, it, it generates a lot of revenue for the town, for the city, through hotels, restaurants, and stuff like that. People mm-hmm. come here, they're renting cars. They're spending overnight. I mean, just with a couple of people that I've brought in, I know they've just recently spent like 12 days here in, in hotels um, over a period of time, and a, a couple of them are coming back to do some other work. Um, and then the commerce, right? It, it allows it, uh, the city of Mountain Home to expand uh, mm-hmm. for new business development to come in. Um, you know, somebody might pick Mountain Home because it's a great place. Uh, the land's here. Their infrastructure is getting set up here more and more on a weekly basis, it seems like, here in Mountain Home. So if somebody comes here, you know, typically they're going to own a jet. They're going to commute. They might fly into Boise, uh, depending on the weather or how big their jet is. But if they're, you know, even employees that are consultants, 
a lot of them now are flying, especially because of COVID. It's really pushed people into airplane ownership, uh, oh, mainly yeah. a lot of small businesses because they don't want to fly on the airlines. Mm-hmm. Um, and the airlines, you know, sometimes are restrictive, uh, timing and delays and such. Yeah. So people are looking, uh, you see the business person now buying more airplanes than they used to just because if, you know, you're from Vegas and you need to come to Mountain Home, it's two to three hour flight in your private airplane. Mm-hmm. And then you leave whenever you want, right? So the convenience, I think people are, I think uh, the turn down there really made people look at things different. And so your time is very important to you. Well, and I'm really glad that you brought up the economic impact, um, especially in what me and Betsy do, economic development. Those are very important items. One thing I know about our airport as well is that we have a pretty awesome relationship with the BLM um, and kind of with fire stuff. Could you elaborate on that? Yeah, so right now there's a, a repeating contract with BLM uh, to have seat planes here and um, and going a step further they're actually putting a fire base here so within the next year um, starting next year we'll see construction of a new on the west side of the apron there where they're putting a permanent uh, addition to the apron they'll have a permanent uh, housing uh, office area uh, that's dedicated to them um, so again, that brings in a lot of financial benefits for us and also brings a lot more activity, which is a great thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, activity breeds innovation, breeds more production, breeds more influence into, you know, the airport. You know, for a long time, if you look at the airport, I think the airplane count was very low. Um, and so you're starting to see, you know, more activity, more people flying in over a period of time when they realize uh, that, you know, the town, the city, the sponsor of the airport is putting a lot of effort into it. I like that. Also, um, in the economic development world, we know that as we market Mountain Home, sometimes we have friendly competition. We have some Mm -hmm. other people who we routinely compete against for businesses or maybe for projects. Um, Are there some airports that Mountain Home probably has a friendly competition with and as we are growing that we are trying to make sure that we are competitive with? Uh, you know, in the, when you, if you've been in aviation, uh, with some time, uh, the, the folks that are at that level look at it good because they're, they're not just there for a business. They're there to push aviation, to keep it going. Right. So it's looked a little different upon. I have a great working relationships with several airports, uh, in the area. And, um, you know, they want to see mountain home prosper because if we prosper, they prosper. Mm-hmm. Um, not every airport can do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can uh, pitch a service to somewhere else, it complements each other, right? Yeah. Because by the air, you know, if uh, you're flying over um, an airport of, say, 50 nautical miles away, and if you're already at 10,000 feet, the distance to travel there is not that big of a deal, mm-hmm. right? Now, it's different if it's, you know, 150, obviously. Uh, so, you know, we're, our biggest competition, I would say, uh, would be the Boise area. Um, but the best part is we're outside of their airspace. Mm-hmm. So it makes it, and it's a beautiful runway. Uh, there's no obstacles around. So it's very friendly to more of a novice pilot or somebody doing a cross country that doesn't want to have to deal with the hustle and bustle of a Boise classy airspace, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have more requirements. I like that. Um, you brought up Boise as well, and obviously the airport has been making a lot of improvements. Um, it's on a pretty positive tra- trajectory. Um, 
as far as future planning for the airport, is the ultimate goal for it to be something like Boise Airport or something like Twin Falls Airport? Or really, what do we see our airport, though, maybe a little bit smaller, kind of growing into and or finding its niche? Yeah, well, you're kind of, you know, the, the length of the runway and, and you just your boundary uh, of the airport kind of dictates what airplanes you can have land. Um, so, you know, for us to get to that next level, we would have to have a runway extension uh, going out towards the west. Um, one of the problems or the issues I know is there's a railway uh, mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. there. Yeah. So that would have to be moved, you know, and, and a lot of folks don't understand that, you know, it's not like paving the blacktop on a road hmm. down Mountain right. Home, right? <laughs> the cost is exponential uh, because it has to be a certified landing zone with uh, certain, so many pounds per square inch for the airplanes when they come into land. And then there has to be certain clearances around the airport taxiways for the wings to taxi to be safe. Um, and so all those requirements create a you know financial burden um, that kind of slows that down. But you know all these airports, what a lot of people don't realize is they're all federally funded, and so most of the um, improvements, um, you know, is a, um, a matter of getting those federal um, funds um, allocated for your specific airport. Um, and you know we just uh, I just came back from a. a an FAA Northwest Regional uh, Airport meeting that dealt with funding. And so we're looking at different avenues, different views, different methodologies of looking at this funding to enhance our airport here at the Mountain Home you know, Airport. Awesome. Could you elaborate on some of the ideas that maybe came from that meeting? I know that Richard Akiti, he's been a guest on our podcast before, our public works director, he went with you. For those of you that don't know, um, the way the airport manager works, you are a contracted employee. Yep. essentially however we do know that there's a lot of collaboration a lot of coordination with the public works department as well yeah and it's kind of in that realm so were there any awesome really good tidbits that you guys brought back to you that maybe that's something we could do in mountain home maybe there's an opportunity there yeah um there's a couple different you know things uh not one in particular it's just on the how the funding and how to back up uh to make sure that we're not missed uh, it was really interesting to understand the timelines of how things are drawn out uh, with projects and funding. Um, you know, we have an engineering firm mm -hmm. that is contracted by the city to, you know, vigilantly go after all that, which they are. They're doing a great job. Uh, we're all working very hard together, and it's a great relationship. Uh, so that works really well. It's just a matter of looking at different avenues. You know, one thing... I would love to see a, a longer runway going out to the west, right? Mm -hmm. Because then that allows bigger airplanes to come in, and that would allow growth. Um, you know, um, currently with the length of the airport, we're very limited on what can come in there, um, and also because of our altitude, right? We're roughly at thirty-one fifty, approximately at elevation above sea level. So with airplanes, there's a thing called density altitude. Uh, that affects your, you know, takeoff landing distance. Um, and when you get into the jets, that's a big deal, uh, not only for the pilot requirement, but for insurance requirement um, gotcha. for the owner of the plane. So there, there's a lot of things that, you know, it's not as easy. Ah, the jet can land there. Sure, that's one whole issue. But mm -hmm. do they want to risk it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the other thing is, you know, when you're talking jet traffic, uh, there's also a lot of, miscellaneous of equipment that goes along with that that you know is just super expensive um the prime 
thing that I think that would be nice is if, you know, we had a another city hangar, for instance, where we could um, rent out to a jet, mm -hmm. right? So then we don't have to buy de-icing equipment. It would have to be a long-term, uh, you know, um, partnership with somebody that would have a jet that would keep it here maybe time and time off um, because the equipment to operate at an airport is over the top. Mm -hmm. So... Um, and it would be, you know, we have the ag guys coming in and out. Mm -hmm. They're coming in and out, I think, a lot more than they used to. Um, and they're doing a great job. They've cleaned up the area. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're working with them to improve upon all that kind of stuff, too. Wow, a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. So, going forward, um, let's see here. What is... One thing, like let's say funding wasn't an option, that there was spare no expense. If we just <laughs> magically had five, ten million dollars at the ready, we could invest it into the airport. Um, what would be some of those crucial things that you'd be like, that would be a smart investment? Like the number one, number one investment? Number one, top three, if there yeah, is. Yeah, the top there. three, I think, would be a hangar, you know, a, a, a large city um, a hangar, owned hangar. Yeah. Uh, obviously, like I said, you know, a runway extension, mm -hmm. I think would be huge um, because that's going to make it convenient for somebody with that business uh, development to be able to come in here and mm -hmm. then to check up on it. And uh, I would also say acquisition of land for the airport just to act as a buffer zone to, towards the west, mm -hmm. I think would be huge. Um, you know, not only for the noise complaints, if there is any, uh, but also just for future growth for the airport. Right. Because, mm -hmm. you know, Mountain Home's growing. It's growing exponential. I don't think people understand how fast things are moving along. Right. Um, and, and, and you have to have some foresight and all that. So we talked a lot about the airport and your role there as manager. Um, let's talk a little bit about your business out there. Because you have your own business, Altitude yep. Aviation, is it? Yep. Yeah, Altitude Aviation Services um, do a little bit of everything from aircraft maintenance to flight instructions to uh, pre-buy inspections outside of Mountain mm -hmm. Home. Uh, people will contract me to go out, look at a plane, inspect it, test flight, bring it back, do transition training with them. Oh, cool. Um, and so that's been really, that's the main part of my business is yeah. outside. Um, and then I bring it in town. So uh, if I find a plane like New Mexico, yes. I would hire you to go to it and right. give me the... A-okay. Exactly. You know, one of the things I would like to do is, you know, give back to the community. So I want people that purchase a plane. It's not just like a salesman. Uh, you know, every, every salesman gets a bad rap, right? <laughs> um, Aviation is very costly to get into. Mm -hmm. um, and so you have to have a certain amount of dedication, uh, whether it's the training, just uh, currency. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if somebody's thinking about purchasing an airplane, um, we don't want, you know, in my mind, I don't want that experience to be bad because that might cause them to get out of aviation. Yeah. Mm. So if they have a good understanding of what they're getting for their dollar's worth and somebody can a little forecast what the plane's going to need in the future and they can um, plan for that, you know, it's mm -hmm. more tolerable, right? It's yeah. not that big of a deal when something happens. Um, and, you know, most people selling a plane, just like anything, will tell you anything, mm -hmm. um, you know. There's a reason they're moving it. They're getting out of aviation. Um, maybe they timed out. Maybe there's a medical issue. Um, maybe the cost of the airplane is too much for them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I try to give people the knowledge um, of 
different airplanes that are out there that would suit their needs. You know, I would sit down with you, talk to you about what are you going to do with the plane? How far are you going to fly? And then try to give you a selection of planes that, that meet that model mm-hmm. yeah. so that you, you would have something to pick from, right? That performs within the parameters that you're looking for. So I'm guessing if you're able to give that advice that you've probably have flown a few planes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and a few different types of planes. Types of different planes. Um, you know, how many makes and models, I don't know, but it's <laughs> from experimentals to certified airplanes. It's a lot. So for, as, as someone where I, you know, I, I, my, my knowledge of planes is look at that cool plane in the sky. Right. <laughs> um, that, that's kind of mine, but if you could try to give our listeners an idea of the range or the, or the diversity of planes that you have flown, how would you do that? Oh, yeah. So it's, um, you know, I've flown seaplanes. I've landed on water, landed on snow, um, high wings, low wings, uh, single-engine airplanes, multi-engine airplanes um, from Aerostars, which is, you know, uh, the Tom... Cruise movie, um, mm-hmm. American Made. It was the drug running plane, which is the world's fastest twin uh, turboprop piston airplane, a uh, piston airplane out there, uh, to King Airs, to small jets. Um, so, you know, pretty good diverse. And then from experimentals, uh, from Lance Airs to Velocities to uh, RVs. Mm-hmm. I just picked up an RV 10 from Colorado, picked up a Velocity from Louisiana, picked up another Velocity from uh, Florida. Um, so they're all, all different. Wow. So chances are, if I need someone to know a plane or fly a plane, I know a guy. Yeah. You know, that would (laughs) be the goal, right? And, you know, I'm pretty frank, you know, if the, you know, somebody says, Hey, I want this plane. I'd be like, why? You know, um, you know, because it looks cool. Well, what are you going to do with it? You know, this, it's not the way planes are. Yeah. They're not so utilitarian like a car. They're more specific, mission specific. And so, you know, that's where I think people like it, try to help them out, you mm-hmm. know, get them the right plane for what they're doing. Cool. Um, so normally as we widen down the podcast, we ask people, and it could be regarding the airport, it could be Mountain Home at large, but we speak about what is one thing that we could do to improve as a community, to improve as a city, to improve as an airport, or do we even need to improve? Well, I think improvement you know, is the best thing in the world, right? I mm-hmm. mean, uh, there's no reason why a person want to be better than who they are and, and work together better in a community to improve the community. You know, good family, everything starts at family and it moves out from there. Uh, there's always issues, nothing's perfect in the world, um, but it's what you do with that time uh, and what you do with when you meet somebody, you know, do you hold the door open for them or do you slam the door in their face, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, it, you know, things are always better if you improve uh mountain home i I think it's you know it's a small town growing um there's a lot of great things that have happened recently over the years since i've come and gone in here i remember driving through you know the center of town coming back from seattle and you know there would be water flooding everywhere you know (laughs) uh now it's nice it looks presentable it's clean you know it's it's awesome right and then when they do the direct decorations for you know different times of the year it's really pretty and it's refreshing you know it's like ah okay i'm home you know Mm -hmm. uh so i think improvement still needs to happen um i think a lot of things have improved and i think it's on a good um you know chart to continue to improve 
Uh, one specific thing, though, would be hard. Um, I would just say, you know, getting everybody to work together and to be positive and not be negative. Uh, you know, negativity is like cancer. It spreads throughout mm-hmm. the whole bushel, right? And, uh, it does. And so, you know, just being positive about what's going on. Um, look at things positively. We want to do things, uh, you know, some events. I'm trying to plan an event coming up, uh, working with some other folks that um, basically uh, have the racetrack out there. I'd like to coordinate something with them, uh, you know, with the airport in the future, and then just work together, you know. Um, be nice. <laughs> I like that. Be nice. Be nicer. I think that's, we could all use that improvement. That's wonderful advice. And one thing that I hope a lot of people understand is just how approachable it is, not just with you, Tom, coming to you. If I was someone who wanted to get into aviation, how easy it is for me to just go to the airport and see if you're there. And you, you'd probably give me the time of day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, uh, that's what I love to do. Um, I'm a realist. So, you know, I mean, um, I'm definitely from the East Coast. So I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of wound up a little bit. Uh, so... You know, not every personality clings and goes together, mm-hmm. but understand that, you know, I love helping somebody. I love aviation. Um, that's what drives me day to day. Um, and I love showing somebody something new about aviation because that, that can be a changing event, especially for a, a child, a kid, uh, you know, that might not have normally the opportunity to check out a plane or go for yeah. a plane ride, you know. Um, that's one of the things I'd like to do in the next year for an event is do it something with the community to where um you know people would be giving out rides or something like that um and then you know like a it would be like a fly-in type car Mm -hmm. show type deal something like to that scale um and then you know just let people know that the airport's here and you can become a part of the airport right whether you own a plane or not you know Mm -hmm. uh if somebody has an interest um it can be contagious you know and who knows where you end up. Well, Tom, thank you, man. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And Do you have any, uh, I guess we always ask if you're a business owner, if you have a shameless plug. No, Anything? not really. No. <laughs> it, Fair you enough. Know, uh, just, you know, check out the airport. Uh, if you're interested to learn how to fly, you know, you can come on out there and ask questions. Um, you know, it's a great opportunity. It's a, a fun activity, and it's never-ending. You always learn from it, which is I think what drives a lot of people to it. Yeah. There's always room for improvement. Definitely. Well, with that, I guess we'll call it a call it an end. We'll call it an end. <laughs> Until next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mount Home Stories. If you have any comments or recommendations for future episodes, please email us at mhed at mountain-home.us. Until next time.